0: the Battleship Retention. I am Tyler Smith. I'm David Bat. And thank you for listening. David? Yes. How you doing?
1: How am I doing? Um, I a, just asked. Uh, and I hate with stalling. Okay. Um, well, it's a weird time right now. Okay. It is Thursday. It is the Thursday in July. It is the first time since 2007 that I am not at Comic-Con on the Thursday of Comic-Con. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I am going tomorrow, so by the time you by the time you hear this, I have gone to Comic Con, but uh it is weird for Comic Con to have started and I not be there. Yeah. I've, like been like a Comic Con guy for a long a long time. And I think like last week I talked about not being as excited as past years and then it started like not, like Tuesday night, the night before it actually started and like realizing like my friends who come in from out of town are like down in San Diego and I'm like not gonna see them or I am gonna see them but and not uh, it just yeah sank in how big
0: a change it is. You're not going no. at all this year. Not which at all. Must be difficult. Yeah, um, as we are both. Big this Comic-Con dumb teaching job people. that I have uh-huh. uh, said, <laughs> hey, we're going to need you. Sorry, if they're listening, which hopefully they're not. Uh, the job is great. I'm very happy to have it. Uh, but they said, oh, we're going to need you on this day. And so it's like, all right, well, we, I guess I won't go to Comic-Con. And then a few days ago, they're like, yeah, we don't need you on that day. Right. So, by then it was too late. By then it was too late, so I'm just going to be hanging out and watching movies. Yeah. You could, you could drive down to San Diego. Don't tell man. me what to do. All right. <laughs> just uh, for the day. No, I already have my, uh, my days scheduled now. Okay. Next. Uh, let's pay some bills. Absolutely. So, David, I've got great news for you. Movie's latest theatrical release, Ryuichi Sakamoto. Koda is playing around the country. The film is about Oscar winning composer Ryuichi Sakamoto, uh, who is also an electropop pioneer, a social activist, and an actor. He's a legend who's worked with uh, filmmakers Brian De Palma and Alejandro González Inarritu, and musicians like Madonna and David Bowie. So it's a film all about him. Uh, all about him. It is currently playing at New York's Film Society of Le- Lincoln Center. It will soon be playing in Atlanta, Tucson, San Francisco, Chicago, Pittsburgh, Albuquerque, Portland, San Diego, and more. Uh, so to find out more about the film, just go to coda, coda.movie.com. I can't wait because I've been a Ray Sakamoto
1: fan since I saw Merry Christmas, Mister Merry Christmas, Mister Lawrence. Oh, almost, okay. Almost twenty years ago, which yeah. he is is in and also did music for. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I'm
0: a big fan of him. Okay, good job, uh, movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, what else we got? You, did you do give the whole? That's thing? the that's that's the movie ad today. You, did you didn't say like go to movie.com No. And this use is the
1: offer code pretension?
0: No. They wanted... Or it's Battleship. Want, uh, battleship pretent- uh, Pretension. That's our podcast. They wanted us to push their theatrical release. Okay. And that is what I have done. dot Com. Okay. Are you in some sort of? Uh, is this like a negotiating, still made thing between you and movie? Look, what I'm saying is, if they want me to say more, <laughs> no, it's that's <laughs> no, yeah. fine. This is this is what we're going to be doing.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, um, movies great. Um, let's yeah. just talk about them all day.
0: And that's the thing is uh, they do they do a theatrical. Usually it's like one or two theatrical releases a year. Okay. And so they want us to focus on that. Of course, everybody knows about their awesome streaming service, which has 30 movies uh, at any given time. Uh-huh. And yes, you can get a free month of movie uh-huh. <laughs> if you go to movie.com slash Battleship. Right. Uh, but... The thing to really focus on is their theatrical release. Of the Ryuichi Sekimoto documentary. Exactly.
1: All right. Uh, Well, I want to tell you no surprises or changes here. I want to tell you about tweakedaudio.com, which is where you go for professional quality earbuds in a variety of stylish styles and colorful colors. They look great. They sound great. Tyler and I both use them each and every day of our lives today. I was, of course, listening to the four new Chance the Rapper uh, tracks that dropped
0: uh, yesterday. Um, Why are you saying it like that? Are you trying to seem like a cool dad? Uh,
1: <laughs> I, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I, yeah, it just seems like. I was like, if I say the four new Chance the Rapper songs that came out, I sound lame. Sure. If I say tracks that dropped, I also sound lame, but in a way that I know that I sound lame, right, I guess, right. is the idea. Got it.
0: Um, You're making sense.
1: Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, they, they sounded they sound great on my tweakedaudio.com earbuds. Uh, they're available at a low, low price at tweakedaudio.com. But if you use the offer code pretension at checkout, you get one third off that low, low price and no shipping charges. So go to tweakedaudio.com and use the offer code
0: pretension. All right. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
1: Tyler? Yes? Let's bring on our guest. All right. He's a repeat guest, but it's been a long time. Yeah. Two two moves uh, for Tyler. Right. I'm still living in the same place, but uh, we have moved the Battleship Retention Studios. Yes, Two times uh, since the last time uh, he was here, but um, he's back. He's got a podcast he didn't have then, so we'll have something to talk about then. The podcast is called Yelling About Pate, and
0: it's Carl Hess. Oh, my God. Thank you for having me, guys. Thank it's, you for it's coming. It's great back. to be here. I'm sorry that you had to see that awkwardness in regards no, to No, I like topics. that. That's the repartee. <laughs> that's what I'm here for.
1: Good-natured ribbing between <laughs> friends. That's
0: what it's all about. I don't guys. know I good-natured <laughs> is what it was, but that's fine. That's fine. Uh, you really threw me off there is all I'm saying. I'm so Sorry. Yeah. Admittedly, there is a very specific rhythm to our and, ads. And also yes, I'm. You guys are pros.
1: I can see that. You know, sure. I, it's been a I while. Wait, I have to wait for you to finish for me to start. Right. So I'm just like sitting here waiting for you to get to the part that I right. think is the end of the ad. Yeah. And you're just staring at me like like uh yeah. it is like a like a And this ring. is what the fans love. They're like, "You're fighting about
0: the ads again. This is to. the <laughs> stuff that we want. This is the content we're here for." I say or go to battleshippretension.com or or go to slash battleship to redeem now.
1: And that's, and 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 that's my cue. Yes. So you didn't give oh, me my cue. I mean, you, you, I've I've done some voiceover ads. You guys are on the pro level. Let me tell you. <laughs> Honestly, I'm Uh, You mentioned you said that, but I'm like, I'm usually kind of mumble-mouthed to begin with. No, no, you got a a smooth baritone. It's like butter over here. Don't tell yourself sir. But I feel especially mumble-mouthed today because before I came here, I had a... uh, uh, Korean beef barbecue bowl. Mm, okay. Across the street. It all was, the blood is down there digesting. But Also, it was super salty. Sure. And I feel sure like my mouth is all also there's sorrow because you're not at Comic-Con and your heart feels sure. that it. Yeah. It, it feels yeah. the pull. Yeah. yeah. Of like San Diego my mouth is here, but my, my heart is, is in San <laughs> Diego. In San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> I left my heart on the convention room floor. <laughs> um, so how have you been? I've been great. Am, am I the longest interval guest? I don't know. Um, because I feel like it, like the last time I did the show was like literally four years ago. <laughs>
0: yeah, it might be. Okay, uh, so there there was a guy that we had on a long time ago, and he hasn't actually been on the podcast since. But he was on a commentary talking about Predator. Okay, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna
1: just claim that I'm okay, the longest okay, interval yeah. guest, no, and okay. I'm very happy to be back. Yeah. Okay, and uh, you, uh, you are. It's great to be here. But now I want to break that record. Now I want to go back and get right. somebody yeah. dig up some crappy yeah. early guests. They're like, really, you want me on again? No, you, well, we need can you we get the out people. To Let's... <laughs> <laughs> we need use <laughs> the people who have like gone on to like because uh, we used to have Joel Church Cooper on, mm-hmm. uh, but now uh, right. now he's like a. Big you know, I just watched um, uh, what's his, his show? Yeah, what's it called? <laughs> the Hankus Area is. Yeah, I'm film.
0: drawing a blank on the name. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, Brockmire. Brockmire. Okay, I just watched it. It's funny. Yeah. I, I liked it. I did not know until just now that, uh, not not just now, but like actually a few weeks ago that, uh, Joel, Chico- Joel Church Cooper was behind that.
1: Yeah. And I, kn- I knew his sister. She's a comedy agent and, yeah. and I knew who he was through her. Jenny, she's great. And then, yeah, I, I had multiple people recommend that show and I, I finally just had like some down days and I was like, I, I love Hank area. You, like, you mean like sad days like you were feeling Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about not leave your bed depression folks <laughs> in case anyone was wondering. But no, I, I had people recommend it and I love Hank area. Like, you know, I'm, sure. I'm a huge Simpsons fan. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he, he's so funny in the Birdcage. cage. Sure. Uh, just, a, just a very capable actor in it, in it, all across the board. So I was like, I'll watch this show. What is it about alcoholic Hank area? Sounds funny. I'm not like a sports guy at all, but like uh-huh. it's not really about that it's a fun fucking show yeah a man and Pete's funny like there's this young kid it's it's good what was the name of his show huff huff which was not a bad show. What was Huff? Uh, Huff had a great first season, and it, it had a classic drop-off. <laughs> I, I recognize the name, second. but I, I, I don't. He was so uh, he played a, a West LA, like Santa Monica, uh, very expensive therapist. Yeah, and in the opening, uh, was that on like HVR or Showtime? Or uh, really? Showtime, yeah. yeah and the yeah, opening, Showtime just never got it right. <laughs> the beginning of the pilot, he um, uh, one of his. Um, Patients commit suicide and yes. Okay. And so okay. the rest of the show is okay, him, okay. him sort of spinning off.
0: And his wife is played by Paget Brewster?
1: Yeah, Padgett His best friend is played by Oliver Platt. Love some Oliver Platt. Oliver Platt. His, Lo- loves is... Oliver Platt. Yeah. his mother, played by Blythe Danner. Yeah. And it his is... son, played by the late Anton Yelchin. Yeah. It was an all star cast. That was a great cast. That, that is a very and solid a very good first season. And then yep. it's. Really okay, I never, I, I never watched myself. that show. Um. Did Showtime... Okay, but let's think. What are the good Showtime That's what I'm saying. I've never had Showtime. Like, I remember getting HBO. I never had HBO growing up. I got it after college and immediately, like, got deep into Sopranos, caught up, and then watched the Sopranos as it was happening. I remember watching the finale, too. And besides Seinfeld, that was the only or Breaking Bad more recently. There was, that was the only show where it was like a cultural touchstone and everyone was watching it. Because it's like now we're all watching things on streaming. Not everyone's watching right. a season or something together. But like with Seinfeld and Sopranos, it was like everyone was fucking watching that shit. And obviously not yeah. everyone, but like it felt like a cultural moment yeah. where people were like together and to see what was going to happen. I guess what Game of Thrones is now, but I don't watch Game of Thrones I, I, I like Game of Thrones and, and I guess it is like that That's the only show Where it's so popular That yeah. it's like It's it's in the culture People are talking about it, People are tweeting about it And every episode right. Or something happens Because the other shows That are Like the Netflix shows You are not Like People watch them At their own pace Yeah exactly So like you yeah, have to wait Until I Yeah I would say Besides b- To talk about Stranger Things Or uh, yeah. watch Stranger Things But Glow Right uh, Is great Because some people Watch it strung out Some people watch it All in one yeah. go Yeah besides Breaking Bad out. Yeah just uh, completely Right. Yeah. <laughs> Some people are shaking and sweating. Yeah. I got it. I need more 80s nostalgia. <laughs> and any with that Stranger of things right in my vein. Uh when I want to go back, are there good Showtime shows? I will go to well, back I, for I, brotherhood. brotherhood. I I don't even know what that is. I I've, I've never, never heard. even heard of that. It's it, um it's It uh, was kind of
0: the Irish Sopranos, which is to say not How have I never heard of the show? It
1: takes place in uh Providence. Providence, Rhode Island and it's about uh two brothers. One is a city like politician and one is, is a it gangster good? it is good it's, it's heavy good stuff I, I, it's like Sopranos I, if that sounds rad no yeah. jokes I,
0: I, in it okay <laughs> when did, was that in like the 90s uh, no, early 2000 mid 2000 2003, okay. to it, 2003 okay. it, it only had like 600? what three seasons three seasons, three seasons. Yeah. Huh. And okay. it had Jason Isaacs and Jason Clark it's probably Jason thing Clark kinda, rules yeah it's probably the thing that launched oh my know, god i got to the first thing i saw
1: jason dude clark. i got to watch this yeah jason yeah. clark providence gangster is politicians yeah i'm on She's the politician okay yeah, he's a politician and jason, jason Isaac isaacs is, is, is yeah. the gangster. he was in that show that was like a chicago cop show that lasted for like a season you'll need to be more specific <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> why are there so many shows set in uh, chicago wait, okay <sighs> was that the one um it, it was, was the, the guy did the shield mm-hmm. or yeah right, i was. thinking of it it was his follow up, and it only lasted a season. I, I think, think so. The Shield's one of my favorite shows. Okay, I'm a big I'm a big Shield fan. I think the Shield takes two and a half seasons to get good. Okay, and then it gets good. Okay, but, but that's it's, fair. It's I will say ask, I never recommend it to people because I don't because I feel like because the Shield is about it's two seasons of Michael Chiklis doing bad shit, right? And then it's five seasons of him not trying not to get caught for the right. and the the trying not to get caught is way more dramatic. Right. Once all the shit builds up and then he's <laughs> yeah. trying to avoid the downfall. I will say I think it has one of the best final seasons oh, yeah. of any yeah. show and best series finale of any I, show. And here's my other thing about the Shield and yeah, the series finale is great. To me, the penultimate episode Yes, is the highlight of the show that whole last season, I mean, even yeah. the last two seasons
0: i just I just love that show. I only saw the first three uh, <laughs> you didn't even' <laughs> Cause I worked because here's the thing. I worked at a blockbuster and we had the first three seasons on d v d so that's what I watched, and then I didn't have fX so I yeah. just stopped after that and it's like oh so i missed out on forrest whitaker glenn close oh my god like, so much good stuff yeah yeah the, the funny
1: thing about that show is when you go back and watch it the music choices do not hold up uh-huh. the show holds up but like you're like wow <laughs> this, these are Very, bad, this is bad. 2000s, <laughs> yeah but i love I mean, that was a great show that was on it like started around the time that i moved to los angeles and it was cool to see a show that looked it wasn't like Palm trees and the Venice, yes. like, boardwalk. It looked like the Los Angeles where I lived. Yeah. Like, they never shot any further west than, like, Hollywood sometimes. I live in Echo Park. Echo Park. I've lived in Echo Park for 10 years, and you can see, like, every
0: yeah. single scene. You're like, I know where that is. I know exactly where that is. Yeah. It does feel like when when this film about corrupt cops dealing with criminals, when it takes place in the world that you live in, (laughs) you need to move. (laughs) It does feel...
1: Well, here's something on that. I live on the street that's on the top of the hill overlooking downtown, Mm -hmm. and it's the street where they shot Training Day. Oh, Oh, good. So like which part like where it's got Glenn's so when they come out of the house and there's that like panorama of downtown okay. that's the house okay. because it has this really nice view of like the skyline okay but it's funny because like you know uber drivers will come pick me up and like like most people will be like wait a second and then they're like <laughs> it's it's funny because like people recognize it you know that was such a good movie yeah that, that is was a very good movie um, I haven't seen that in a long time I, it's, it's ready for a rewatch yeah it, it's crazy to see Denzel as
0: the bad guy and he never sti- plays the bad still guy still as charismatic as oh uh, no he's amazing and, and a bit over the top I would say but in the best possible way Right, like that King Kong he cocks, he on he cocks yeah. a shotgun he's like you know I'm surgical with this bitch I mean that's <laughs> yeah. good stuff that's good
1: stuff <laughs> um Oh, that's what, you know, it uh, reminds me of, uh, we'll get to the topic, but, uh, training day, you remember back when we first moved to Chicago, you were mad at me about training day. Yeah. Why? Because this was a time in your life. I, now I, as soon as I got my driver's license, I started going to movies alone and I still mm-hmm. mostly go to the movies alone. This was the time you were not yet doing that. Right, and, and then I, living with you forced me to do it. Yeah, because I didn't because you wouldn't was, go in that. I didn't want to see Training Day. Yeah, and so you missed it in theaters. We both did. Uh, and then when it came out on DVD, I rented it from the video store. I watched that uh, where I worked, and I and I loved it. And I remember the Gene Siskel Film Center. They would do widescreen Wednesdays, where they were focused yeah. on movies that were shot in two, three, five, shot in scope or whatever. And they were showing Training Day, and I was like, "Oh, that'd be a fun one to see in the theater." And you're like, what it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I said." <laughs> Four years ago <laughs> motherfucker <laughs> uh, uh, so um, oh before we get off we are off this talk but uh, I'm not sure if this is your speed but uh, speaking of greatest series finales yes my personal favorite is the series finale of Angel I don't know if you watched that show I don't even know what that is uh, it's oh, wait. the Buffy spin-off okay with David yeah. Boreanaz yeah okay yeah Dude, what happens? I'm not going to tell you. He uh, fucking um, <laughs> becomes an angel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but that's that's always been my favorite. So let's talk about yelling about pate. Let's talk about it. Um, uh, what is it? How did it come to be? Yelling about pate is a comedy food podcast that I host with an executive chef. He is the executive chef of the Wallace, which is a restaurant in Culver City. We've been friends for a long time. I met him years ago when I was first starting stand up and I was working at a nightclub and he was working at the kitchen there and I'd always kind of want to start a podcast you know Mm -hmm. and like it's almost like a joke because like Every comedian has a podcast, you know? Yeah. It's like and I was always kind of like the one person in my group of friends that didn't have one. Uh-huh. So it's always kind of like a punchline that every fucking stand-up in LA has a podcast. And I, you know, I was like I wanted to start one, but I never had that like specific angle. You know, like you guys have movies and there's ones where like comics talk about sports. And of course there's a lot of ones where it's just fucking friends bullshitting, and that's yeah. fine, those can yeah. be good too. But like I, I knew I wanted to start one, but I never had the angle and and then I think I realized I think I was just drinking with him one night at the restaurant and I was just like I'm thinking about like starting a podcast about food because you know I've always loved food and you know it's like, like something I'm passionate about I was like that's what this podcast should be And and he was like, well, what would it be? And I was like, I don't know. (laughs) I I was like, it'll probably just be fucking me drunk yelling about pate. And he's like, that actually sounds pretty good.
0: (laughs) And I was like, all right, I'm going to start it. And then I was like, well, why don't you just be my co-host? And he's like, all right. And and that's how it started. So what is the, I I sadly have not heard it because apparently I don't live, I don't listen to podcasts. Yeah. You don't listen. Who does? Um, Who does really? A lot of people. I don't know any of them, mostly because I only know. It's like stand-up
1: comedy. You go to stand-up comedy show and there's like the crowd's full. You're like people like this.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Who goes to the comedy shows? I don't know. People do. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what is the, is there a specific format? Like do, in what way do you just talk? Do you talk about food? Do you like try out a different restaurant every time? Or do you just say, Hey, uh, uh bugles well what do we think about
1: bugles <laughs> it's it's not highly structured like this pod okay. this is a professional podcast we don't even have you guys got mic stands we don't even have mic stands we're <laughs> swinging the mics around it's basically are like be, were you being sarcastic when you said highly structured like this podcast <laughs> well you guys you guys are doing ads you have mic stands That's there's true. Yeah. you have custom mouse pads with your with your logo on That's it right true. here yeah. i mean this is but in terms of structure i mean this is the ostensibly an episode about food movies in which we talked about the shield for right. the ten minutes. and we're getting back to the shield because <laughs> yes. this whole episode is to the shield. No, I actually like this model and that's kind of what we follow. Like okay. it's very loose. we we usually are either interviewing a comedian or a chef. Mm-hmm. So it's usually like we have a chef who's cool that we like and we're bullshitting and having fun and, and having them tell fun stories and talking about mm-hmm. chef stuff. Or it's like a comedian who's funny and passionate about food. Talking about food. Have
0: you had Wayne Fetterman on?
1: No. I don't know Wayne. I know who he is. I know he's a longtime stand-up. I'm not personally acquainted. Is he a big food guy? No, he's a big uh, fast food guy. Yeah. Okay, well, we've had Nick Weiger from the Doughboys podcast. They have a chain restaurant podcast, which is very funny. And they're actually the closest like when i was thinking of starting the podcast i started listening to some other i'm not a big podcast guy either so i started listening to like some food podcasts and the only one that's about food and actually funny is joe voice joe is a fucking great podcast but it's chain restaurants so it's yeah, very yeah. specific in its focus and they review a chain every time so yeah we've had nick on we talked about fast food uh but yeah most of the food stuff there's tons of food content obviously there's tons of food podcasts But like most of them weren't like funny. I mean, I I was just like, we could be funnier than this. Yeah. Because those aren't trying to be funny. You know, they're not sure. That's not the goal of those podcasts. But I mean, there's ones that are kind of doing it. There's one called Food is the New Rock, where they interview musicians about food Hmm. and they've had some comedians on. And it's a very popular podcast. So, you know, there's I'm, I'm not like breaking new ground, but I think we're the only podcast that's a chef and a comedian. So in a way, we're breaking a lot of new ground. Sure. <laughs> sure. So what uh what are some restaurants in the Los Angeles area that I should be checking? Well, I live over by Dodger Stadium. I live in Echo Park. So I'm around that Echo Park, Silver Lake, Downtown, Highland Park, Koreatown area. That's not to say I won't travel for great food. Uh-huh. You know, I'm going out to San Gabriel Valley. Yeah. I'll go down to the west side. But like I'm kind of ensconced. So,
0: you know, I I, I kind of just get on my things that i like yeah um now what's your take on say barbecue from tyler texas <laughs> hmm. well i would say the best barbecue i've ever had has been in texas i'm a
1: huge fan of the beef centric texas style okay so like you know going to like salt lick outside of austin where it's all about like brisket and beef sausage brisket is probably my number one okay. when it comes to barbecue like i grew up um, my My grandfather was Jewish. You know, the Jews love their brisket. So my mom would make brisket, and we didn't get a lot of meat at home. My parents were very healthy. We never had red meat at home, but the brisket was the exception. Mm-hmm. So, like, from a, a, from childhood, brisket has been my number one. So when I finally got down to Texas and saw, like, what they're all about barbecue-wise, I really appreciated the fact that it's super beef-centric, mm-hmm. and you get that good Texas brisket and the beef hot link. I mean, I, I love pork sausage, but that
0: beef... Mm-hmm. That beef link from Texas, hard to fuck with. Well, I've got good news Tyler's for you. Tyler's got good news for you. Okay. Yes. Uh, we, not f- a stone's throw from this house, there is a ridiculously named restaurant called Dr. Hoggly Woggly's, Tyler, Texas. I've barbecue. heard of him. It, it yeah. is delicious. Okay. Yeah. You're so, three minutes from it. <laughs> oh, great. We're out here in
1: North Hills, California, folks. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Deep Valley. No, I've heard it and I've heard that it's good because there's this good. guy. We recently had him on the podcast. Shout out to Bert Bachman, great guy. He is just this real estate dude who started making brisket in his driveway in Studio City Mm -hmm. and just like threw himself into it, started like an Instagram. There's all these like Instagram pop-up things now. Became huge on Instagram, got a custom smoker, and now he does like five hundred pounds of brisket a week and sells it to fucking strangers out of his driveway. He's about to open a restaurant in Hollywood with a big restaurant group. So I we went out to try it. Cause we kept hearing about it and seeing it on Instagram. You know, he's got like 20,000 followers now get out there. He's got the fucking custom smoker made from a protein propane tank that's like taking up half his driveway you know fucking driveways full of strangers this is is the best brisket I mean besides maybe like one or two spots in Texas this brisket fucking blew me away because brisket is the hardest thing to make because you have to like be there overnight to tend the fire you can't just like set it and forget it and be like I'm going to sleep it's like no you have to stay up all night keeping the heat feeding the fire making sure that
0: you know the temperature is constant all that shit now is this stuff that you knew already or do you know it because of your chef co-host is it like you said you're passionate about food like is this the kind of thing that you just knew it sounded like you grew up in a brisket family so this <laughs> i always like loved eating mm-hmm. but like even in college i moved out here
1: to go to school i grew up in philly moved out to la for school and like even in school i you know i loved eating but i didn't like I ate like garbage. Like I ate like subway and like Panda express <laughs> all the time. Like I didn't have a car. I was in a, a, a bubble of the college. Sure. I didn't explore LA. I didn't know about LNA's, LA's culinary scene. Mm-hmm. I didn't like realize how much good shit was out here. I was just kind of like, I'm in college. I eat fucking garbage food. Like, like I was excited about Del Taco cause I didn't, ever have that on the east coast was <laughs> so like ah there's a new fast food place you know like yeah we went to fucking pan express subway you know like local sandwich shops i started like getting into tacos a little bit there was like a stand but like it wasn't until after i graduated and got a car that i started really appreciating also i went to asia like after college went to vietnam thailand right really like changed my whole shit I, up i'm remembering now last time you're on the show um, which I think was, must have been more than four years ago. It was like six years ago. Yeah, it was like think.
0: 2012. How
1: long has your guys' podcast been going? Since 2007. Wow. Um, <laughs> like a battleship but that won't go down. You had just recently. Sorry. <laughs> you had just recently come back from Carnaval, right? Yes. And I had just no, come back. No, I think what it was. Articraw. I had just gotten back from. Buenos Aires oh, okay. where my little brother was living oh, at the time fair. and I went to Mexico City, Colombia and then down to Argentina. Did you eventually go to Brazil? No, I never went to Brazil. But that's what we were talking about because I had just come back from Mardi Gras uh, okay. and we were talking about well, Maybe that's what it was. Uh, go to the archives. Yeah. To the yeah. archives, yeah. To the yeah, archives so that let's Because my, my first Mardi Gras was 2012 so that must have been uh, six years ago. Yeah. Um, I've sadly never been but I always wanted to go. Um, so, Philly. Food. Where in Los Angeles can I get a good cheesesteak? You know, there's a place in Silver Lake called Boo's Cheesesteaks. I I can picture the sign. That place is fucking great. Yeah? It's, like, full-on. Like, they get the Amoroso rolls. It's, like, specific type of roll from Philly. Everyth- everything's right. I, yeah. I can't recommend booze highly enough. Yeah. Uh, they, that, uh, that building used to be a Thai place that looked highly suspect. It yeah. So like there's that apart. And then they opened a second location in Koreatown, which I think is still open, oh. but I, it might have closed. Not sure. And then there's also like a truck that's called like South Philly experience, which okay. was good. But booze is like fully legitimate, like okay. what you would find at a Philly. Yeah, I've been to Philly. So uh, I mean, cheese tastes are great. There's, there's no doubt about it. It's not something I eat on a regular basis. I mean, yeah. I sure used to. And where in Los Angeles can I get some good Scrapple? You know, <laughs> is there anyone that I fucking that? love Scrapple? Most people probably don't even know what Scrapple is. If you grew up in Pennsylvania, I mean the Philadelphia or Jersey or Maryland, because I know Scrapple. So, you first know, all, most it, from John Waters in New Jersey, there's like a bitter, like cr- cross state rivalry about what to call it in Northern Jersey. They call it Taylor ham, but that's different. No, than it's Scrapple, it, but th- it's, it's all basically the same shit okay but taylor ham and pork rolls right that's the same thing but a different name okay and that's very similar to scrapple but there's also multiple iterations of it throughout different german communities in the country um the the philadelphia iteration is scrapple and yeah it's pork scraps that's filled out with like you know like bulk bulk wheat and cornmeal uh fried out It's fucking delicious. It looks delicious. It's so good. I mean, you can't really get scrappled out here. Uh, Something that I had recently that was fantastic. That was somewhat analogous. There's a restaurant in Koreatown called here's looking at you. Okay. Not a Korean restaurant happens to be in Koreatown. Uh, Amazingly inventive, cool restaurant. They have a pork blood cake, which is basically, I think that same style. It's cornmeal, thickened with pork blood and then it's fried off and they serve it with like a fried egg on top and it's very Scrapple-like. It's got that deep porky flavor but it's also got that like crispiness from the frying So, and if you're in the mood for blood, I I love blood, first of all. (laughs) I'm a huge fan of blood sausage, morcia, very traditional Spanish thing. I'm a big fan of Spanish food. When Night Market Song, a Thai place, opened in Silver Lake, on their opening menu, they had blood soup. And it was basically like just full on a bowl of pork blood. <laughs> and like oh, wow. nobody ordered it. Like I ordered it like a couple of times and they're like, nobody orders this. They took it off the menu. I was going to say, I don't remember seeing that. On blood, menu. I feel like, is a very polarizing thing because it has that minerally, irony tang to it. Yeah. And. Some people love it. It's the same thing as eating liver. It has that minerality because it's like that's where the minerals are. Okay. Like some people love it, and then some people it's just like it's immediate turn off. Um, so, blood's the same way. But if you have a good
0: blood sausage, like Spanish blood sausage, oh, that's good. Did you see that uh, that SNL sketch written by John Mulaney about ordering lobster at a diner? No. It's, yeah. uh, it is quite delightful. Check it out. Oh, my God. Mullaney's so funny.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I would like to try that blood soup. You I should. Like, well, the I blood, blood like soup's blood-y. off the menu. Try the blood cake, and here's okay. looking at you. Besides that, I feel like there, there's stuff you could find that would be somewhat similar, but yeah, Scrapple is such like an East Coast thing. You bring it up, people have no idea what the fuck, like Scrabble, the game? No, I'm talking about Pork Cake. It's in, it's in the, it's in the, uh, the John Waters movie, A Dirty Shame, which is not a good movie, but uh, Tracy Ullman is like making Scrapple in like the opening scene of the movie. Uh, And then also there's a, I guess you'd call him like an old old country type guy named Robbie Fulks, who did an entire song about Scrapple, which is mostly him listing, Townsend, Pennsylvania. Yeah. And and then singing Scrap. My, my dad grew up in Lancaster County, which is about an hour outside Philly. You know, it's like, it's known for the Amish, but there's like, you know, deep Germanic roots. You know, my family's very German gone back, you know, Hess is back to like 1700. So it's like, it's that shit. It's like that deep kind of rural Germanic PA tradition that it, it definitely comes out of, you know, frying up the scraps, using everything that you can very like farmer, rustic shit. Uh, delicious and, though i we, we should talk about movies i guess yeah, I, talk, I just want to ask you about los angeles restaurants uh, i'm here to field any <laughs> and all queries I, it's your guys podcast whatever you want to do what's what's a great restaurant you've been to recently besides here's looking at you oh man there's you know there's this place in echo park called subaki i love japanese food obviously la has a wealth of japanese places uh, this place is it's an izakaya style so in Japan an izakaya is a place where you drink sake and eat small plates okay. especially like Japanese tapas it's, it's drinking focused food um, and it's just a, they just like get everything right you know it's like there's, there's that thing with the restaurant it's the same thing with the movie it's like there's so many disparate elements that have to come together yeah. that, and, and when they're all like singing and working in perfect harmony it's like that's a beautiful thing Uh, So Tsubaki has become Just an immediate fave Just it's small The food is fucking fantastic The sake selection And wine selection is fantastic The ambiance is fantastic The hospitality is fantastic Uh, I'm obsessed with it If it wasn't so expensive I'd go there all the time It's a little bit pricey I'm doing the finger thing The finger thing means money Yeah I can't uh, I have a uh a, a i like to go out to eat but i will not I, I, that's the thing i'm comfortable spending spend. the large majority of my income on food yeah <laughs> i've, I've cool. committed to that so that's just what i'm doing now i'll go to nice places if someone else is taking me for work. which work happens sometimes right uh last not the last time i was in las vegas for work i got uh taken out to the Jean george steakhouse at Ooh, the aria that von, was great von gerichten uh Who's that? That's Jean Georges Montricher. That's the oh, okay. name. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's one of the world's biggest chefs. Yeah. So that was fantastic. I mean, there's nothing better than getting treated to a free meal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, especially when you know the person who's paying isn't actually paying their company is paying. So you right. have no guilt. Putting it about on you. the company card feels <laughs> yeah. good. Not that I've ever done that. No. Yeah, not. I don't have a company card. But the person. Uh, who is I imagine that, that yeah. it feels quite nice. Yeah. We that's should. Nice. We should have a company card for Battleship. Protection. Yeah. Can't you write shit off? You're talking about movies. You're talking about. You're, that's sure, that's we, research for the podcast. Sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. We we probably need to get a lawyer or something. Right. right. Yeah. That that got some right. steps.
0: Have you been um, to Saddle Peak? Uh, is it Ranch or no. Lodge? I don't remember. No, but it's, it's in Malibu. I've I've he- heard of very, it. It's out in the mountains. It's very expensive, but it is delicious. Oh, okay. See, that's the thing. I, I rarely make it to the west side. That's the, there's, okay. That's the thing.
1: There's so many la is like so la is like eight cities la sure. is like a mega At city least. so there's yeah. so many places that like i hear about they're on the west side it's like i'm never gonna go there yeah especially like in santa monica and beverly hills these like rich expensive ass places which i'm ask, sure are great but um, it's like ah, I, I don't really care about that i was gonna ask if you to come up to the valley obviously you do for podcasts mm-hmm. but um you're right, only for podcasts um there's i haven't been yet but there's a Barrel and Ashes, which is a you barbecue know, place. In everyone City. always speaks very highly of Barrel and Ashes. Apparently, it's like high-end barbecue, though. Okay. Oh, so it's like. It's not just like a barbecue place. It's like a, it's like a nice restaurant that's doing barbecue. OK, but I'm not against that. Yeah, I will fucking. That's in Studio City, right? Yeah. Yeah. Studio City's got some nice. Studio yeah. City's nice. Yeah. It's I guess so where like good fucking to, um, Clooney lives. Uh, Black Market Liquor Bar is a uh, toughest place. I've, I've been good. to the Black Market Liquor Bar. Great establishment. Um, and then there's a um, there's another one that I like that I'm forgetting the name of. Oh, well, another small plates place. Laurel Tavern over there. Uh, no, yeah, I've been there. Uh-huh. Um, oh, the Bellwether. Uh, bellwether's um, awesome ted was yeah. one of our first guests on the podcast actually because really? he's good friends with my co-host joel uh bellwether fucking rules yeah if i lived in studio city that's like it's like one of those neighborhood gems like yeah you know it's not cheap but it's not like expensive it's just like a good solid fucking neighborhood restaurant you yeah. gotta have one of those near you yeah otherwise your life sucks uh all right let's talk about his movies uh i th- I, I can't believe Tyler that it, this is a, this is our 592nd episode. What? Uh, not of, not including all of the many many wow. bonus bonus episodes we wow. do almost almost every week. Um, I don't, have we never done food movies. I feel I, like we have. I and yet swear I, we have. And yet I couldn't find it in the archives. Well, the right. thing is, like besides documentaries, it's hard to have like a food like there's there's movies that have food as elements of them and maybe focus on food, but like. Like most great food movies, I would say would be like a documentary. Um, Well, except for that one French movie about all those guys who eat themselves to death. (laughs) <laughs> Which You, know, one is you that? know what I'm talking about? No. Okay, so there's this French movie. I think it's from the 60s. It's called, like, Le Grand Bouffet or some shit. Uh-huh. And it's about these guys who, like, I guess they are tired of life. They're, they're, they're weighed down with ennui, and, they, and <laughs> they want to end it all. So they rent a mansion, and they drink and fuck and eat themselves to death over the course of a weekend. So they go, what? like, all out on booze, food, and sex to the point of death. And that's the movie. Uh, we talked about it, it in like film good. class in college. I think we like, like watch part of it at one point. Um, okay. So yeah, there are a lot of documentaries on here, uh, on my, on my, my list that I threw together, but there are, here's why I feel like a fraud though. Why? The two, two of the big food movies that always come up on these lists I've never seen. Okay. And that's big night um, which is, uh, I think, Tony Shalhoub and Stanley Tucci play. Are they brothers who own a restaurant? Yes. Or they just own a restaurant.
0: Yes. Have I'm, you seen it? I've never yes. even heard of that, but I love both those actors. Um, so and it was, it was it was written and directed by Stanley Tucci and Campbell Scott. Wow. Uh, so oh, yeah, sure. it's but it's a very good movie, and that's the thing is like I in making my own list, I I actually stayed away from documentaries. I wanted to make. I just wanted it to be narrative films, in which the camera like understands that. You know, if it were if we were watching like uh, a musical biopic or something like that, then that means like the camera uh, we're going to have to listen very much to uh, the creation of a song, like right. in that movie Love and Mercy, where you know uh, God only knows uh, is being created. Right. So of course, with food, well, we can't smell it and we can't taste it. So the camera's going to have to try and capture. Just how majestic and wonderful it is to watch these meals come together and then see them complete. And so, you know, you get movies like Chef and Ratatouille and, right. and others that I'll mention later, but like a movie like Big Night, where it's so much about this is a good restaurant, these, are, these characters are Italian and they're bringing real Italian food to the United States. And so, uh, so yeah, the way the camera just like lingers lovingly, hmm. and I don't even like Italian food. I should say, I don't like much food. Sorry, <laughs> as you can see from my body type, I like a lot of food, <laughs> but, a, but just like very specific things. Like okay. today I, How do you not like Italian food though? It's like, uh, I, I, I like don't, you don't like pizza? Feeling I like enjoy, pasta? I enjoy pizza.
1: I oh don't. Man. I don't. I feel like we've run this topic into the okay, ground okay, on okay. the podcast. I don't
0: in the past, mind, but spaghetti with uh, spaghetti sauce that doesn't have tomato chunks in it. Okay. Okay.
1: Um, You're not a chunks man.
0: No. No. <laughs> Just like fucking commit. Sure. It's like either, a either sure, tomatoes sure, sure. or. Sauce. Right. I eat like a ten-year-old who does occasionally enjoy a nice restaurant, but while I'm there, I'll still just get like a steak and right. some kind of potato.
1: You're like a ten-year-old who has his own income flow, so he can make <laughs> yeah. strong
0: ten-year-old yeah. decisions and do whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. Oh, like,
1: you're like Tom Hanks and Big. Exactly. <laughs>
0: exactly. Uh, but yeah, so like my my wife and I uh, traveled to uh, Asia back in the fall. Okay. So we were in Japan and. South Korea and China and uh, Hong Kong. See, you must have been over the moon because they got KFCs everywhere. Well, how did
1: you, how did you find the food there? They
0: sure do. (laughs) Uh, With great difficulty. That's a, that's an old Citizen Kane joke. Um, But no, uh, the best steak I've ever had is in Japan. Okay. Um, Japan, Tokyo has some of the best restaurants in the world. I mean, it was Kobe beef and it was just, it was expensive. Yeah. Boy, it was absolutely delicious. Can't fuck with the Wagyu. And I do, and I do like, uh, I do like Korean barbecue. I fucking um, love Korean barbecue so, and oh my god there's a place that I don't even know the name of in Koreatown that my wife and I go fairly frequently and it's delicious yeah I've been go to so parks parks is the best pa- parks it's the, the most names. expensive one okay. but
1: it's well there's so many good ones but no. parks is like I I've been parks to, I go to like on my birthday every year okay I know I've been to Super Bowl Jeep Super Bowl Jeep's great Super Bowl Jeep has the charcoal yeah so you're gonna come out of Super Bowl Jeep smelling. I, be prepared to come out reading like smoke I think I had clothes that smelled like smoke like through two washes yeah at Sipulji. is a classic. Uh, yeah. But Parks is, in terms of me quality, the best. It's okay. also the most expensive. But they have two pictures of Keanu Reeves on the wall. <laughs> that's how you know it's good. <laughs> so the wall is covered with like Korean and American celebrities. Yeah. Um, right. And there's two Keanu
0: Reeves. He's the only repeat. That's Unsur- how good it is. <laughs> Unsurprisingly, I am uh, now starving. <laughs> uh, okay. See, that's
1: why I had the, the cheap Korean well, people. T- t- uh, tonight was the last... Very last night of Gorilla Tacos, the best truck in L.A. After six years, this was the last night of service for the truck. He's about to open a restaurant. Oh, I didn't know that. In the Arts District. So he went from a street cart to a truck to now a restaurant. So the ultimate L.A. dream. Uh, yeah. Wes Avila, we've had him on the podcast. Fantastic. Uh, his tacos are, you know, best in the city. See, um, I mean, this is now, when i getting to Uh, a cheaper fare. Now you're in my territory. Well, it's Uh it's high end tacos. He, he came from, you know, he's from LA. He's a Mexican guy, but he studied in France. He learned, you know, he was on that kind of, uh, that track of, you know, working in a a, a very fancy restaurant. Then he was like, fuck that. I want to start a street cart. I want to bring these techniques. I've learned back to tacos, back to LA. And you know, when he first introduced a $6 taco, people were somewhat resistant you know because people are used to the one dollar taco yeah but he was bringing the best ingredients the best techniques the best sauces you know fresh uni spot prawns fucking
0: foie gras like what are these nonsense words right I'm
1: just making up shit now (laughs) just making up words to see if you can stop me (laughs) But, you know, so he kind of did something different, and, you know, eventually it caught on. He's, yeah. you know, he wrote a cookbook uh, acclaimed by Jonathan Gold, and now he's about to open a restaurant. Where's the restaurant going to be? It's going to be in the Arts District, right by Everson Royce Bar, which is uh, another Arts District favorite, which has one of the best burgers in the city, I would say. Hmm.
0: So along these lines, looking at this, the story you just told, there is the movie Chef, Right. Yes. I need, so I need to, because
1: I'm sure certain someone at home is listening. The other movie that is on the list that I haven't seen on the list that I haven't seen is Tempopo, which is the, Japanese I haven't seen that either, but I know what you're talking about, about uh, yeah. a family that run, runs a noodle shop. Yeah, sure. I said, I, I said two movies and I named one. Right. And I guarantee you knows some listener out there. I so what's the other movie? one? Like, so yes, chef is uh, a very charming and cute movie, but the food stuff is great. Chef chef is good. I mean, I know that they got like Roy Choi as the technical advisor to get all the stuff, mm-hmm. Right. And I definitely enjoyed that movie. I feel like it wraps up pretty quick and conveniently at the yeah, end. It's a it's a it's a it's a, it's a, it's a, the movie's a But we got light. A, we got uh yeah, we effect. got Oliver Platt in the house. Yeah, yeah, and you can't be mad at that. It's it's a fun movie. I don't think it's. I mean. I think if you're, I don't think a ton of chefs like it because it's really not representative of reality very really? well sure. in some ways it is, but it's also like, I don't know the whole thing with the critic and then like they're yeah. going into business together. Like, Wait, eh. You're saying most chefs aren't schlubby guys who are somehow divorced from Sofia Vergara and no, no, that's a, That far is accurate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I think, um, you know, like how, you know i'm a stand-up comic and a lot of stand-up comics apply this level of hate to anything that's about stand-up comedy like the show i'm dying up here on showtime and crashing on hbo gets shit on just mercilessly by comics and i think that's because there's a a perception that they're presenting the life the profession the the way that we live in a light that's dramatized or not accurate or you know somewhat fictionalized which you i think you have to do for any kind of effective narrative to some extent and i think that the same thing is is if you were a chef watching the movie chef you'd be like "Ah, that's bullshit and i think they got some stuff right the knife skills and the repartee between the kitchen guys but like sure overall in the end it's a dramatized tale it would never really happen so to go back to what tyler was saying about big night just uh whether or not it's representative uh it Chef is very good at making me really want to eat the food
0: that they're making. It looks delicious. I thought it was was super well done. I I, I thought Um, uh, fat fiber was great. Yeah. And I and, and I know that I wouldn't like that food, but it still made me want it. <laughs> what uh, it's like?
1: Was it was like Cuban
0: sandwiches. That was yeah, great. The no way he'd like that. Come on, yeah, get um, that out of here. It's just
1: sandwich with two two types of ham and cheese. Yeah. What's it? Get it's really that, good. Get that cheese out of there. Now we're talking. <laughs> but that, ten year olds cheese. Be, it's not even ten year olds. <laughs> um, another bad movie or not great movie. This one is pretty much bad, uh, but has a great food scene in it. Is Spanglish. I don't know oh, if you yeah. remember. Yeah, okay. wow. Spanglish. Adam Sandler plays a slip Okay, chef. Spanglish and <laughs> the trivia. A girl from my high school was in Spanglish. True, and, oh, she, and yeah. she was <laughs> 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 true. Yes, no, she was in like we were in like middle school or she, or, in like, or like uh, in high school. She was in like eighth grade, and she somehow got cast. Yeah. and she was in Spanglish, and it was a huge deal because we were like I forget her name. We were like, oh, uh, what? Sally's in this Adam Sandler movie. (laughs) Pull up up the cast. I I don't know how she got it. I think they must have done like a regional casting in Philadelphia. But like it was I don't think she ever did another movie. Is her name Sally? No, her name is not Sally. What is her name? I I don't I don't remember. Okay, so how old would she? She was a young girl like Uh, Shelby. Taya? Taya Leone.
0: Uh, <laughs> uh, Cloris Leachman, <Leechner. laughs> right. Uh, Sarah Steele, yes. Okay. Sarah Steele okay. played Bernice. Yeah, just like
1: randomly, and she was just a student at my school. Oh, she plays his daughter. That's a that's a big role. Yeah. Um, but the part I wanted to talk about there's a scene he comes home and he makes like a fried egg like breakfast sandwich Yeah, and it's a whole scene you're, for a second or for like this five minute scene you're just like watching a cooking show full disclosure exactly I have I never that. seen Spanglish yeah, there's just, nothing wrong with okay. not having seen Spanglish okay. it's, it's not, very close
0: to being uh, a good movie like so if, I don't think the criteria uh, did Sarah Steele do any other films
1: are you pulling up the IMDb That's a good question <laughs> it was so random though because it was just like a random girl from high school and she's like oh she's in a
0: movie huh. she's definitely she's doing this stuff oh yeah yeah, maybe she had a lucrative acting career that I didn't know about. She was in The Good Wife, and then she was back for The well, Good can Fight. Can I see a picture? Oh, I feel like this might be the wrong I person. I think
1: it's the wrong person. No. Oh. No, that's her. That's her? Oh, Yeah, she yeah. hell yeah. Good wife. She Shout out Alan to Cummings, Sarah. Shout uh, out to you, Sarah. Ellen Cummings' <laughs> Making it happen. All right. Maybe she lives so. in L.A. Maybe I'll run into her. Um... She looked, you look up Sarah, I was just talking about you on a podcast. Do you want me to look up if she's married or anything? No, no. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see if I <laughs> can get involved with these actress types. <laughs> <and> <laughs> it's not the right oh, she was
0: remember. in that movie, The To-Do List, with uh, Aubrey Plaza. Damn,
1: Sarah's killing it. Um, um, it all launched from fucking a Philadelphia middle school into Hollywood dreams. Yeah, M. Night uh, Shyamalan uh, went to my school.
0: Is that right? That's that's right. Okay. Because when we were doing our commentaries and we were going to do one about signs, I reached out to you for that entire thing. And you told me the story that like, yes, that your, okay. So here's what it was. Okay. Yeah.
1: M. Night Shyamalan went to my high school. My dad is a teacher at my high school. Um,
0: Did you have him as a teacher? I did not. Okay.
1: Because it was, it was a spring of senior year. I was already into college and I was like, thinking about taking his course and I was like dad I'm not gonna lie to you I'm totally checked out yeah <laughs> uh, but yeah so Manoj that's that's M. Knight's name his name is Manoj hmm. um he was he was like a favorite student of my dad's and he actually wrote about my dad in his book he, he like really liked him my dad's my dad's a great teacher teaches history so Mel Gibson's character in Signs is named Hess after my dad oh because Manoj really liked him and uh the crazy thing about Manoj is his high school so you know like you do your yearbook sure and you, you get like a page when you're a senior so his wow. his high school yearbook page was a cover of him of of newsweek it was a uh-huh. newsweek cover <laughs> with him on the front uh-huh. and it said nyu film grad takes hollywood by storm this was before he was accepted into NYU's film program, because you have to make the page in the beginning of the year for the yearbook. Right. He got into NYU, and then, like, a decade later, there was a cover that was almost exactly <laughs> like that. That's a... What a delightful twist. I know. <laughs> the twist was, it happened. <laughs> um, okay, so let's talk about... So, uh, shout out to Minoche. Um, it's weird that you keep calling him that. Well, that's how I know <laughs> So uh, what else is on your list,
0: Tyler? So, okay. <clears throat> I tried to, to think outside the box a little bit. There Me is too. There is a movie called, by Peter Greenway, <laughs> called okay. The Cook, The Thief, His Wife, and Her Lover. And this is how you know a film has, is lovingly shooting food. Uh, at the end of the film, a person is killed and then cooked... And they then the big their big naked body that is again cooked and looks like a cooked turkey is just laid there what on a, ta- on a
1: table. Yeah. I would say it looks more like one of those like like when you have like a whole pig, you know. Yeah, it it's looks like. like, like that. Is it on a spit? It's almost like, no, no. no like, it's just like the, yeah. You know when the when the I'm not uh, you maybe know the food terms more, but when like the
0: pork the, is cooked in such a way that the skin almost looked like candied crackling like yeah, crackling yeah, crackling. yeah. Right. yeah. Right. so yeah it looks like that and like again like i said full-on naked there's the whole business there and uh it looks delicious. It looks delicious. <laughs> well, yo, you know what the <laughs> fucked up thing is? So bad.
1: So pig flesh is like almost identical to human flesh. They use it to test like ballistics, like weapons. Oh, I know because, because I it's like deadliest warrior. There you go. And that's how yeah. I know that. And I've also read about this shit. So it has almost the exact same composition. That means human tastes like pork, which means human is fucking delicious. That's why they call it long pork, long pig, long pig. Yeah. That's, I mean, uh, I feel like if I was in a survival situation, I'd be like, "Let's go, guys! We're cooking up this guy. We're, yeah, we're yeah. cooking this fucking guy up." I don't think I'd jump into that too quickly. I would be. They'd be like, like "Carl, we, we still have we rations. Sweat. I know, but we're not getting enough protein. <laughs> we need protein to survive out here." <laughs> Carl, the rescue yeah. plane is on the way. They received the call from the beacon. I'm very hungry. <laughs> yeah. I'm peckish. Carl, just don't we're back home. Now. We're home. I, don't, I just don't feel like canned peaches again. Right. Right. I have a taste for long pig. God damn it! Cook it up. <laughs> um, Who's weakest? Uh, all right. So, yes. Also trying to think outside the box. I think more recent, uh, did either of you see the Indian film, The Lunchbox? So, no. I heard it was great. No, so, but I know what you're referring to, that the, the system of bringing the hot lunches. It's in, this crazy system yes. that, that uh, basically people go to work and they're generally wives stay home and cook. And then there are... Um, cook and make their lunch and then there are these delivery systems that pick up and they're picking up thousands so everyone in this is it in Mumbai? uh, Yeah I think so Uh, of lunches every day and somehow they almost never make a mistake but the whole premise of the lunchbox is that one mistake keeps happening so this guy who's like a, a lonely you know aging bachelor type keeps getting these great home cooked meals and some other schlub keeps getting his restaurant meals that he's supposed to get and then he ends up sort of building a relationship with this woman once he figures out what's going on mm, right over the course i've heard of it's great uh it's very really really good. that system yeah. is fucking fascinating because yeah. it's like tens of thousands of people getting a hot lunch just with dudes on bicycles like yeah. delivering them like they got it all figured out yeah and they got this great the care yeah cases it's, it's those like metal silver chain. metal cases like cylinders yeah i mean why can't we have that
0: so okay uh, I mean, obviously, there's ratatouille, sure, um, which is not merely good-looking food, but it's animated, sure. And what's more, everything I know about the dish ratatouille comes from that movie. Is uh, it comes from that movie? And I know I would not care for it at all. But boy, it looks it looks it's good
1: actually movie. great. I mean, it's just vegetables. That's all with ju- juicy vegetables. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with that. But it's not. I'm, me. not a vegetable <laughs> I'm not a vegetable man I eat, myself. I can eat the way the occasional it, carrots. I, I understand this animated, so it's not going to look. Real. But the way that even the way that the dish looks in the movie is not really the way the ratatouille usually looks, because it's right. made as like an elevated version of yeah, ratatouille. Sure, yes. in the yes. sure. Um, it is a very hard dish to make because it's it's a lot of arranging. You know, it's <laughs> a lot of thin slicing. I do like that. Patton Oswald is a super big food person in real life. Yeah. So yeah. it's not just like, he, you know, he's voicing uh, Remy the Rat or whatever, but it's like he actually really cares about food a lot. Yeah. He actually has a separate Twitter account just for his food. Is that true? It is. I didn't know that. And you know I follow that shit. Uh huh. He's always <laughs> eating real good because he's fucking rich. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I that's just, what rich people do. I don't know him, but I just, he was at the, uh, the Keep Families Together rally. Uh, hmm. uh, a couple weeks back. I've met him. Uh, Very nice
0: man. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's a fun fact. There is, uh, there are topics, there are movie related topics that in our 592 episodes, we have never actually tackled. Such as, because we're waiting for him. <laughs> uh, He's a big movie I guy. Mean, yeah, and there are things yeah. he want to How have you not guy. gotten him on yet? Uh, well, uh, as it turns out, he got uh, very famous. You remember a moment right. ago you said you he almost was rich. got him before, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I do <laughs> Before I did see him walking down the street at Comic Con a few years ago, and I let him be, and I thought that's unfortunate. I should have. <laughs> I feel like I should I have hit him with that. the business card. Yeah. God damn it! I got um, him. got away.
1: Okay. Uh, what else is on? Let's let's just go through any of these and see if, uh, well, here's another outside the box one that I don't think either of you have seen, uh, a movie called the secret of the grain, which is a Mm. French movie, but it's about a sort of Mediterranean family living in, uh, in France and the whole, it's like a two and a half hour long movie. And the big like drama at the end is they didn't make enough couscous for the wedding. Oh they can't shit. Couscous at the place. Oh no. So they have to go back home and make more couscous and try to get it there on the back of a motorcycle in time for the wedding. That sounds like a taut thriller. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really great uh, movie. Where am I sitting on my seat? The edge. <laughs> uh, but it's the same director, uh, Abdel Chief or whatever, who made Blue is the Warmest Color. Oh, I've I've heard of that. People talk about it as, oh, that's the movie with all the uh oh the le- sex the lesbian sex like, or yeah. yes okay but it's also a really great food movie there's a i gotta watch that it's got lesbian sex and great food yeah, uh, i'm on board uh, <laughs> it was i know tyler you don't like um lesbian sex uh italian food or lesbian, sex. or lesbian sex. but it was one of those movies i finished the movie and i was like i'm not gonna be satisfied until i have some bolognese because
0: there's a right. there's a re- repeated dish oh in the, my god uh, but then you uh, ate it and then you were just like Something's missing. You know A oh, lesbian let's, let's be, sex. You know what's funny? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking
1: of it, Italian food well shot, I watched the second season of Master of None just for the food. I hadn't <laughs> seen the first season. <laughs> I just kept hearing people talk about, like, the, the shots in Italy and the pasta. So I just watched the whole second season purely for the food. Yeah. And you know what? It was pretty good. I think that's, uh, I think the point of this list
0: here. Is that that's perfectly uh, yeah. reasonable. For example. Okay. The film eat, pray love is not good. No. Uh, it's about a woman who is like a free spirit or if you want to look at it a different way, a complete sociopath, um, right, right. who does not care about the both feelings. of those things are interchangeable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who does not care about anybody who has the misfortune to love her. Um, <laughs> but the eat part is, uh, you know, plays a big role. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the food is shot, unsurprisingly, it's shot very lovingly, and yeah. uh, it's very appetizing. Um, and then another
1: uh, movie on my list, uh, one, it's not just a great food movie, one of my all-time favorite movies is Like Water for Chocolate. I don't know if mm-hmm. you've ever seen... Yeah, uh, you know, it's been a long time, but I remember enjoying that movie. It was one of the first time because I I've always loved Mexican food, even though... At, throughout my life I've defined what Mexican food is differently like when I was a kid I thought it was right. ground beef, hard shell, you know cheddar cheese or sure. whatever and it's so like seeing like Water for Chocolate when I was in, in college like I was like oh not all Mexican food just looks like tacos and burritos right. or whatever but it's also a magical realist movie in which mm. if the woman is sad while she makes food people start crying while they eat it or if she's horny while she makes food people get all horny Hell yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it's a really great movie and uh, uh, speaking of trivia um, directed by the guy who played um, uh, El Guapo in Three Amigos Alfonso O'Reilly oh. is his name I yeah wow yeah. he's yeah. a sweater yeah. it's a Wap-o. sweater <laughs> God what a classic I love that movie so much <laughs> um is it good or did we all just I, that's the watching? thing I, it's I one of those movies good. I haven't seen in like over a decade so I'm like I'll probably just not rewatch it and cherish the memory I, I think it's one of those movies that like if we were adults when it came out we probably would have thought that looks stupid yeah but like but those types of movies don't come out anymore <laughs> right Hmm. Like, that's is, is there a movie analogous to that type of well, uh, something that, oh, I, oh, go ahead. You know what might be analogous to that? Like it's movie like seemingly aimed at kids, but is also super, super great. Wait, that's three of me is goes, isn't seemingly aimed it's at kids, right? And like, as a kid, I really liked it. Yeah. <laughs> is it PG? Um, mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. <sighs> um, but I have cloudy with a chance of meatballs on here, which is a way, way better I loved Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. The, movies, me falls. Movie than I the book.
0: I've never seen the movie. Oh, the movie's really the movies really. Growing up, the book was like a huge fave. Uh yeah, I'd say and the movie, I almost included it on my list here because the food looks really good. Okay. Um But uh yeah, I mean when we think like when I think of Three Amigos and they when I think of like the silliness of the My Little Buttercup sequence, it's just like <laughs> They, they just went ahead and did that. That's kind of awesome. Because I yeah. feel
1: like it's a, the movie has a sense of humor that w- I'd like to go back. Actually, I'm sure it's on the DVD and watch the trailer because I feel like it would have been hard to yeah. How they market? How they
0: market the that? Yeah, sense of humor uh, in a trailer, but well, they would it's just so, marketed it as Steve Martin, Chevy Chase, sure, and right? Sure, right. But it is very silly. The whole
1: thing is it Chevy Chase who's chained to the wall or no? no Steve Martin is chained to the wall and he keeps pulling the chains yeah. further. I kind of think it? of that like. Like, I kind of think of, like, Naked Gun, where there's, like, yeah. it's, like, a lot of, like, bits. Like, it's a lot of oh, yeah. gags. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like those
0: types of movies aren't it's, really it's made anymore. Kind of like Airplane. Like, it's gag heavy. Well, my friend and I were talking about it the other day, that, like, there aren't that many pure comedies made anymore. That's usually there are action comedies. Right. There are horror comedies. Right. Like, they're usually, obviously, there's romantic comedy, but that's its own thing. Right. Um, but, like, the idea, like, yes, there is the hangover, but that's nine years ago now
1: yeah i think comedy i think you know in the in the post like apatow thing it was like comedy kind of chin i think maybe there was that like looking back on those types of movies maybe a little cheesy it's like oh we're kind of past that we're we're a little more ironic a little more snarky but now there's too much see i don't think i think it's less that now there's too much pathos not too much pathos but like why why not why not comedy of like the last 5 years? Um, last five. Years? What's the funniest movie? I laughed uh, a lot at Spy, but again, that's an action comedy. Um, uh, but right, right, right. I did think it was pretty damn. Well, very down. much. this I'm not sure if this fits into the last five years. It's on the edge, but very much in the Naked Gun spoof mode is they came together. The David Wayne romantic comedy. You know, I haven't seen spoof. that, but I heard it's very, uh, funny. It's very, very funny. funny. Yeah, I guess. I guess that's what I'm talking about. A spoof yeah. like Blazing Saddles, yeah. airplane, Naked Gun. Those are all spoofs, and yeah. I guess that. Yeah. I mean, you, I mean, there still are spoofs though, but But that's not to say that I think that subgenre got completely poisoned by the date movie, epic movie, right? Yeah. 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 That kind of like made the idea of a spoof
0: seem, Shitty because yeah. those movies were shitty, yeah. and because they weren't spoofing anything in particular, they were just referencing right. new stuff, yeah, like, it was like, just loose references as yeah. opposed to like Young Frankenstein, which is trying to capture the tone, right? Set and all that,
1: maybe what that's right. what it is. Maybe it's a specificity issue.
0: Yeah, um, well, they, they came together, nails it, okay. okay. Yeah. Well, I David Wayne
1: clearly loves
0: romantic comedies and is therefore,
1: yeah, better okay. able to take the okay. wind out of them.
0: Um, so okay, let's see. Uh, the film Chalk a Lot, uh, if you like. Yeah. It's not that again, it's not, not that great movie. of a movie, but the chocolate is right. lovingly... The chocolate rundown. looks good as fuck in that movie. Um, the movie Waitress. Uh, Which I never saw. The pies
1: look really uh, beautiful. I have not seen Waitress. Yeah, um, um, we're obviously not talking about television unless it's The Shield, but... Damn um, right. Um, what's the pie TV show? The Brian Fuller... Uh, oh, uh, The Pushing Daisies. The uh, yeah. Pushing Daisies. That always the made me want to eat the pies. Even even when they showed the kitchen
0: full of rotting fruit. That right, was part of the joke of the show. Right. Um... And then the movie. This I don't know if I'd say it's. It, it certainly is not a food movie, but it's a good food scene. And it is uh, Tom Jones. Oh, that's on my the list. End sequence. Have yeah. you seen
1: Tom Jones? It's been so long. So there's a there's a scene between Tom Jones and a woman of ill repute, yes. uh, like a loose woman, and he takes her to dinner at an inn, and it's a very long, yeah. wordless scene yeah. them eating just, disgustingly. Yeah. Big. They eat so much food that, the, that right. each course keeps getting bigger. And it's supposed to be like a seduction scene, but they've yeah. got like chicken grease. <laughs> here, <right? Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's such a great,
0: yeah. funny scene. But so here's the thing. So you mentioned TV. I mean, Hannibal has the best oh looking my God. food. I'm obsessed with anything. Hannibal. Me too. Yeah. So
1: Hannibal had like, you know, obviously like anytime there's food on camera, you have a food stylist, but they hired like, Someone specifically to design every food dish, yeah, like yeah. from scratch and to make it fit in with the aesthetic. For the aesthetic of that show is insane, yeah. That show is like if an art house movie on acid somehow ended up as a yeah, network it's, show, it's crazy, the fact that dude. that show, what was it, three seasons? Three seasons yeah. on NBC, the fact that it was on NBC is like. That's like looking back at Twin Peaks and being like, this is on CVS? Like, what yeah. the fuck? Yeah. yeah. Hannibal was like so bonkers. Yeah. I know. That's I Brian loved. Fuller again. That's, uh, uh, I fucking love that show. And they even, the each episode, like each season, the episode names would be a specific, like, subgenre yes. of food. Yes. And the episode names would be a different course yeah. of yeah. the meals. Uh, I mean, meals. that show's um, fantastic. First of all, Mads Mikkelsen is just a fucking powerhouse. Yeah. yeah. I mean,. Have you guys seen Valhalla Rising? Uh, no. Yes, it's it's so nuts. Yeah. He's so good, like Where he, he just like, disembowels a guy with, like with his bare hands. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. So it's it, I don't. You probably know it about it. Delicious. You know more about movies than I do, but like he doesn't speak the entire movie. Oh, like okay. the, the whole movie is pretty much wordless. Yeah. But I'm a huge Bond guy, and when Casino Royale came out, that movie's so good. Mm-hmm. I mean, Casino Royale might be one of the best Bond movies ever made. It's just a fantastic I, movie. I you, I'd say take out the might. I think it is one and of the best And Mads Mickelson just fucking kills it. Yeah. So ever since then I was just like, I'm aboard the Mads strain. Where is the strain going? Cuz yeah. I want to
0: ride this for as Although long as possible. I don't off. there's a there's a sequence he's very good in it, but there's a there's a moment like when they're playing, you know, poker or whatever, and they're trying to figure out what the tell is, and then he keeps like crying blood. Crying <laughs> blood and just like, "Huh?" <laughs> I wonder if that's his tell. And he, he dabbed <laughs> it. <and> he's <laughs> like,
1: he's like, it's just a condition. Nothing sinister. <laughs> in in the book, I'm a big fan of the Bond novels. Mm. In the book, they play uh, a game called Chemin de Faire but no one knows what the fuck that is. So they had to play poker. In the
0: yeah. Room. And even then they specified Texas.
1: Right. Exactly. <laughs> so everyone
0: like, in the audience knows. And they're like Monte Carlo or something. Right. Exactly. Like, like, they don't play fucking. They don't call them in Monte Carlo. <laughs> 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 that, that was even I as an, Amer- I, as an American, I was just like, come, on, <laughs> come on, I'm not that dumb. But Mads is great. He's apparently,
1: he's like a huge star in Denmark, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Where he's from. But like, if you read interviews with him, he's just like, the funniest like he doesn't give a fuck about being a celebrity yeah he doesn't give a fuck about the Hollywood bullshit he's just like drinking a beer and like yeah whatever he was in that Rihanna video I don't know if you've no. seen that. what? So the Bitch Better Have My Money video, he's in it. Did so not know There's that. this great interview from Rogue One where it's him and Ben Mendelsohn being interviewed together, and the uh, interviewer mentions the Bitch Better Have My Money video, and Ben Mendelsohn is like, like you were, he's like, I didn't know you did that, Mads Mendelsohn is like, yes, I was the bitch. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, see, he's great. Fucking love that. Plus, Mads Mendelsohn, one of the best names ever. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt about yeah. it. Yeah. But just, and that's the thing is, you know, not unlike The Cook, The Thief, His Wife, and Her Lover, like... The food, no matter if it is an animal or a human being, yeah. uh, looks so beautiful. Yeah, and it's just, and that along with, and yes, you're right. It's part of just the larger aesthetic. Everything in that show, right, is so, but also sinister and, yeah. Like, yeah. and like and like disturbing. That show is yeah. deeply fucking disturbing. Yeah. There's not a lot of shows that are it's l- like that. That show will fuck you up. i i've said on I've said on the podcast that that show is was for me unbingeable. Like I watched three episodes. Oh in yeah, a row you got And I felt hit the brakes bad. <laughs> the next day. I felt physically. Bad. Oh my god! <laughs> I what a good
1: show. Fuck. Yeah. Brian Fuller. Yeah. yeah, and I know there was like a very hardcore online fandom that surrounded Hannibal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and oh, I there just...
0: was a there was a, a Comic Con uh, thing. there. Sure. Was the, the yeah. Hannibal Panibal. Yeah! Oh my God! With, That's uh, great! And they were full of uh, fannibles. Uh-huh. I, I, I consider myself a
1: fanable to this yeah. day. I, I was a huge fan of the show. I, I you know I would love for there to be a movie. Honestly, oh. that but Hannibal is one of the few shows that technically ended before it was supposed to, and yet the final episode oh, works, works great. so well. Oh my, my God! Episode that I'm kind of like, like, like. Have I'm, you ever seen? Like, I want the Deadwood movie. You can keep the Hannibal movie. Have you it's ever kinda perfect. seen yeah. Blood? In the moonlight, <laughs> it's almost black. It appears quite black. Uh, it appears quite black. Oh god, <laughs> fuck! I want to go watch that whole show again. Yes, yeah, I'm also upset. I'm also a huge Deadwood guy. Uh, of course, been very happy to see that the movie is apparently occurring. Apparently, uh, you keep hearing that. Yeah, every but years. Uh, I'm a huge. Huge Deadwood fan, Ian McShane. I'm a huge John Wick fan. There's talk of the Continental TV show, with, which will include Ian McShane. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Well, yeah. I, I heard that he was in talks to be in it. Yeah. Um, Have you seen? The, I think um, he should be the main character. I think the show should be Ian McShane running the Continental. And that's the show. And Lance Reddick. Lance Reddick should be uh, a baby-sitting dog. Love (laughs) Love Lance (laughs) Reddick. He's so goddamn good. Have you seen now Because they're shooting John Wick 3 now. Yes. Have you seen the horse? The horse? Yes. (laughs) Have you seen the... Oh, my God. Reeves riding a horse down, like, uh, the middle of a New York street. It's got to have a horse chase. Uh, (laughs) It's the only way to heighten. (laughs) There's there's only so much you can do
0: at this point. I have not seen any John Wick. Can't wait. They're the best. Yeah, I know. Oh, my God. We all have our... Blind yeah, You don't like Tempoko. cheese. You don't like John Wick. <laughs> this is insanity. I enjoy cheese on pizza as long as there's not too much. Okay, of it. that's fair. Yeah. John, Wick,
1: I mean, I I love those movies so much. I'm am a huge John Wick fan. They're just so fun. I don't think I've ever. I don't think I've had more fun in a theater than seeing the last few John Wicks. I don't, I can't even remember. Yeah. That's the most fun I've had in theater in the last decade. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I didn't know, uh, like when the first one came out and I was like, caught you off guard. Yeah. Because first off, first one, you in didn't expect, expect him. His name was John Wick. And then the tagline was don't like, say, don't off, set him off. Don't set him off. like, this movie's going to be dumb as fuck. And so I uh, waited for it to be, to come to the second run theater in North Hollywood, which I don't know if that's, is that still there? Is it's, it's still there. Okay. Um, and when saw it like in the middle of the afternoon, um, and blew my mind. now it's. Blew my mind. I've just, i've said like it is it's only it was what 2014 and so it was only yeah. like four years john wick has already po- probably become one of my to- top five most watched movies ever i because i, I agree. Watch it every i agree i once i saw it f- four times in theaters yeah. <laughs> i countless times since i saw the third one three or the second one three times in theaters you know what it is it's just like It's so tightly made. Uh Also, I'm sure you know this, the the two director guys, it was their first movie they've ever made. right? They they were were stunt stunt guys guys, on the Matrix. So like, all service is given to the action, the choreography, like the tightness of the motion, and plus great acting. Like the dude, that actor just died, the guy who played the Russian boss in the first one. He he just died like in his sixties. He his performance is like amazing. Yeah, Uh, but but so is everyone's. You know, you got Alfie Allen, you got John Leguizamo, you got fucking Willem Dafoe. I mean, the cast is fantastic. Yeah, I I love when he calls Willem Dafoe was in. Oh uh, my god, yeah, he's John Wick's best friend. Um, uh, When and I'm forgetting the name the the Russian when he calls John Leguizamo and he's like scene sells the whole movie. Yeah, he's like, why did you strike my son or whatever? And John Leguizamo tells him, and he goes it 's that one scene, I, and I remember when that actor died. I forget what his name is, unfortunately, but uh, like people were reposting that scene, it literally like sets the whole tone of the movie because like you can just see the terror in his face. Like John wick has been angered. Like, like oh, that yeah. scene where Alfie Allen comes in and he, he fucking punches him down to the ground. How did I miss that? He died. Michael Nyquist. Yeah. My, Michael Nyquist. Oh really? So good. He's so good, yeah. He's so good in was this movie. Fifty six. I know. Crazy. Yeah. He died a year ago. I guess he had cancer or something. Uh, wow. his performance really makes that movie. Obviously Keanu is fantastic. But, uh, but he was, I think, in. I want to say, in the Swedish girl with the tattoo. he, Dragon was. T- yeah. he yes. was the Daniel
0: Craig. He's a sweet. He's a sw- he's a yeah, Swede, I believe, he was, but played a very good Russian. Yeah, uh, he was the uh, villain in Mission Impossible: Ghost Protocol, I believe. Okay, you know, uh, did, I might be wrong. Did about not that. love Ghost Protocol. I like it a lot. It's yes, he was in that. It's definitely. I um, think it goes first, third, Ghost Protocol, second. What about the fifth one? The fifth one's great. Wait, which Rogue one? Rogue Nation. Is that the one with Renner? Yes. Wait, am
1: I confusing Ghost Protocol? Or... I don't think I like Rogue Nation. Have I even seen Rogue? I I, I got lost. Know. I got lost in in. Uh, wait, who's in Ghost Protocol? Michael Myrist. Yeah, so there's <laughs> him. <laughs> Okay, you know, you know what? I, you know what?
0: I got confused. I liked Ghost Protocol. I didn't like Rogue Nation. You're incorrect. <laughs> Rogue Nation is so great. Wait, I've who's heard, the bad guy in Rogue Nation? Uh, the British weird-looking guy with glasses. Fuck, I'm getting it all confused. It's definitely worth re-watching. Okay, I've heard the, the third I, one fucking rules. It's great. I love it. And the first one's great. yeah. I, I think the first one holds up. The first one has its moments, but. Uh, and then, of course, the second one is just like. The second a, one is a disaster. Not even in the conversation.
1: Disaster. Uh,
0: but I've heard this new one, Fallout. I Like, people are saying it's like one of the best action movies of the last several. People have I'm, said. You know I'm seeing Fallout. People have said it's it's up there with, like, Mad Max Fury Road as far as action movies. Like, that's. What? That's I gotta say, crazy. Mad
1: Max Fury Road is one of the best action movies of the last. Oh, sure. Like, easily. Yeah i mean excepting john wick obviously it's different it's kind of a post-apocalyptic thing yeah. not a straight action movie i
0: but was fantastic so i'm uh i'm teaching this uh class to a, a bunch of high schoolers and i was showing and i showed them a trailer for uh mad max fury road and they didn't and i said so how many people are are interested pardon me how many are interested in this film and like one guy was like eh, yeah looks okay it's like what is is wrong with you? Wait. I didn't uh, say that, but they're uh, not excited by that. There's like
1: a guy playing guitar on a post lock of
0: lifted death wagon and with like, flames coming out. And Nicholas holds saying like, ah, oh, what, what, uh, what a, what a, what a gorgeous day or whatever he says. Right. What a lovely day. Right. As they're like driving into a giant sandstorm. Ugh. They don't like that? Yeah. These I'll teens
1: like- with their hoverboards <laughs> and their vapes, they don't know what the fuck is going <laughs> on. <laughs> well, we should start wrapping up. Sure. Um, I didn't get to Dinner Rush, which is a movie I like to recommend to people. I don't know if you've ever seen it. No. Danny Aiello. No. Uh, yeah, but the director, who is mostly a uh, music video director, but is also a restaurateur mm. uh, and shot the movie in his own restaurant. Oh, cool. Um, that's a cool movie. Uh, people should... Uh, check out Dinner Rush but uh, uh, any other food movies Carl than you uh, uh, you know the one really food centric thing that I've seen recently that I loved is a documentary about Jonathan Gold the Pulitzer Prize winning food critic uh, of the LA Times yeah City of Gold Uh, it's you know, it's a great movie about him. It's also kind of a great movie about LA. It's kind of a love letter to LA yeah. to eating in LA. Uh, if you care about food and if you care about LA, it's, uh, you gotta I see really, this movie. I should really see it. It's and a fantastic movie. Um, there's uh, there's uh, one of my favorite places I used to live like pretty much in Thai town. Jitlada is one of the great Jitlada, and he's a great champion of Jitlada. Yeah. Jitlada's and if you in the go movie. In there, there's pictures of him yeah. and like posters. I fucking of the movie. love Jitlada. Uh, yeah. shout out to Jitlada.
0: I like spicy food, in uh, Jitlada. I'm gonna different. guess
1: you don't like spicy food.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. I like good old bland food.
1: But what I like about the, the the crying tiger beef at Jitlada is that the all the spices in the sauce, which is on the side. So if you were, you right. know, if you're feeling it, you right. can like pull back. They don't hold you know, back though. Like you'll get some shit a lot and you're like, this is, this is punishing me, <laughs> yeah. but it's good. Yeah. That's the thing. The burn is always in service of the flavor. Even right. at the times when it seems like it's, uh, it's overtaking it, it's actually exacerbating it. So it doesn't override it. It makes it better. It okay.
0: amplifies it. Uh, yeah, that's the word. All right. Uh, I did forget one that is a better movie in ja- like people don't really like the movie that much, but Julie and Julia, uh, which is okay. about I never it's saw it. half about Julia. I've heard Child. it's great. I really like it, and I like the people love the Julia Child part, right? But I like the part with uh, Amy Adams as okay. well. I, I think It's that. really effective, and of course, in both cases, you have lovingly shot food, and and it's just fun because you know Julia Child just. Loved butter. Such a, such she, a character. Yeah, and uh, and Meryl Streep turns in. She and Stanley Tucci as as uh, Julia Childs. I love the Tucci. Yeah, it's, yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's it's a better movie than people give it credit for. But yes, the food looks uh, amazing. Okay well
1: um thanks for coming and talk about food and oh, I the and I could stuff. talk to you guys all day about yeah, food and the definitely. shield and John Wick <laughs> um, yeah. just have me back on for a separate John Wick episode I just, oh I got stay I, tuned I got all I want to say we have yeah. something planned for for when John Wick 3 comes out oh my god um, I can't fucking wait <laughs> <laughs> um but okay so you can find us at com. this week uh my review of generation wealth should be up by the time you're hearing this um I don't know it's been a really fucking busy week um and uh, also, I want to point out uh, beforehand. Carl was saying we need to be pushing our merch more. Push that merch. We got these mouse pads. We got these are great. Mugs. These are great mouse pads. It, They're it, so see, smooth. Yeah. Um, it's on the site somewhere, right? There's yeah, yeah. a link to the store, and yeah. you can uh, buy all kinds of stuff, right? Yeah. You could buy a hoodie. A hoodie. Uh, yeah. You could buy a messenger bag. That's true. Yeah. Uh, with the uh, with the logo designed a by clock? What time Lance? is it? Uh, it's time for Battleship Attention. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, our logo's designer is Lance. Lieber? Is yes. That Lance Lieber. Um and uh so that's yeah that, i know we never pushed that but yeah there's plenty of merch you can buy mm-hmm. it on the on the website there's also plenty of premium content uh that you can buy including the aforementioned signs commentary which is yes. part of the uh there's a four-hour uh, discourse invaders. of me talking about john wick by myself <laughs> that uh, we're gonna post that'd be great <laughs> uh and then you can email us at david at battleship or tyler at battleship i'm on twitter at davy pretension tyler's on twitter at tyler pretension tyler has another podcast it's called
0: more than one lesson is there anything going on there this week yeah this uh this week we're doing we're continuing our uh mini sewed series about the more than one lesson top 50 as voted by our listeners and so we we did number fifty, which is the princess Bride, and now uh, this week we talk about number forty nine which is singing in the rain
1: yeah
0: good good choices yes
1: um carl where can people find you uh you can find me on twitter and instagram at carl hess that's carl with a k if you've been picturing me as a c carl this whole time (laughs) fucking shame on you that's k-a-r-l-h-e-s-s i'm at carl hess on twitter and instagram the podcast is at yap pod that's y-a-p-p-o-d on twitter and instagram we do new episodes every thursday and uh my website is CarlHessComedy.com. Well, thanks for coming on. This is Great. fucking so it was a pleasure, guys. We will yeah. see you again in, in five years. 2024. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll talk about John Wick 3 which it will have come out four <laughs> years for you. Yes. i like, remember how good it was. It was so good. Well, thanks for coming. Thank you at home for listening. We'll get you
0: next time. Bye. Bye.